Mrs. Watts, your Annex Librarian. And I'm Coach Hill, your Main Building Librarian. In today's episode, we give thanks. Is Thanksgiving week, and we are talking about our books. We so. sure are. <laughs> All right, I had Tiger Lily by Jody Lynn Anderson, and in the previous episode, um, I'd mentioned that this was a recommendation from a high school friend and a current Sumner County teacher. So that's why I was reading it. Um, and it is really, <laughs> it sounds um, super silly to say this as like a high school librarian, but it is kind of a retelling of Peter Pan. Um, and Tiger Lily, do you remember the character of Tiger Lily in the animated movie? Okay. Um, she's the girl with like the two feathers in her hair and a boat. She's tied up like very prideful going along the water. Did not remember her character. Um, but it's her story. So, so like the Peter Pan story, but just from her perspective, somewhat. Yes. Okay. This is, um, so she lives in Netherland in a tribe where people do not age. And she is the adopted daughter of the shaman who um, is kind of like in his mind gender fluid and like very ad- adorned with hairdresses, sure. hair and dresses and different things like that. So he's a very interesting character. Um, and she's his adopted daughter, but she's kind of shunned by the village um, because she's very, I'm going to use the word tomboyish, which is not very well accepted by the other people. Okay, She just doesn't fit with their idea of what a girl should be in that tribe. So um, she it becomes engaged to marry an, another man in the village, but she's often off exploring. She comes across a New Englander who has crashed on the island and is taking care of him in a far-off hut. Okay. And then the hut catches on fire, and she follows who she thinks did it and comes across the pirates and the pirates lead her to find Peter Pan. And so it is all of this. And then she and Peter Pan form this friendship. And it's kind of that story of them forming a friendship. And then Wendy comes on the scene toward the end of the book. So that's kind of what it is. It's just a retelling of Peter Pan with more emphasis on Tiger Lily. Also it's told from the perspective of, do you want to guess who? No. You don't want to guess who the narrator is? No. Come on. Just one guess. I feel like you were expecting me to. Yeah. It's Tinkerbell. Okay. Yeah. So Tinkerbell. So it's not from the perspective of Tiger Lily? No. It's all about her, like, and her background. And it's kind of her perspective because Tinkerbell follows her around like her little shadow. Gotcha. And tells everything through that lens. Okay. It's interesting. Yeah. What did you read? I read, uh, finally... Uh, Brit Marie Was Here by Frederick Bachman. Um, previously, I had read A Man Called Uva by Frederick Bachman. Uh, I'll, I'll say that the stories are similar in the sense that the main character is a very, uh, in, in both books, very um, quirky is not the right word, but they have a very uh, uh, matter-of-fact view on the world and don't understand when other people don't have that same view. Um, just a very specific and peculiar type of person. Um, and I think from with both of those people, uh, with both characters, Uva and Britt Marie, um, 
those those worldviews and perspectives came from their life experiences. And I think that that's where the books differ. Uh, to me, and it's been about a year probably since I've read A Man Called Uva, but his life experiences were very, uh, they were heartbreaking and they were traumatic, um, but they were very specific, like like events, very specific events to me that that kind of um, molded his his perspective. Whereas with Britt Marie, uh, Britt Marie's Britt Marie's demeanor and and views and and outlooks even um, are because she really in her whole life uh, was never never really felt what it was like to be loved mm. or seen even. Uh, she did have a sister um, that I think did make her feel that way, but she died wow. um, when they were kids. Um, and she never, she, she was always doing things for other people and um, making decisions based on what was best for other people without, without ever doing that for herself. Um, all of her decisions uh, were just never about her, like ever, not once. Um, so this story finds Britt Marie uh, in a town called Borg, which is kind of a no-name town, like one road. Uh, it's been hit hard by the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really not nothing going on in Borg. Um, and she finds herself there. And for everything that's dreary and dull and gray about Borg, because when, when you're reading the book, that's how you picture it. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, this story is about Britt Marie going from a place both both physically and not physically of not knowing what love is to a place that you don't really get it at first, but you kind of find out to a place that is filled with love. Um, And I don't think I'm going to give really any more specifics about the story because I did like it. Mm -hmm. I will say it took a little bit to get going for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Not super long, but it just took a little bit. But Mm -hmm. once it did, uh, it was – pretty easy to finish because uh, it was good and it was worth reading. Well, it definitely makes me interested um, just listening to you talk about, okay, well, what is this place she found like physically and like you said, otherwise mentally, emotionally, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, it definitely sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good pick, and, Mom. and while, while she's there um, kind of seeing what, what it is to be seen and whatnot, kind of for the first time. Yeah. Uh, there's some pulls back to her uh, old life, mm-hmm. um, and so then she's kind of in this this dilemma, I guess, of going back to what is known uh, versus versus this little town of Borg, uh, and it's it's not it's not about the town itself; it's about uh, everything that makes up the town mm-hmm. uh, and how she kind of fits into that puzzle. So I would recommend it. It's not nice. YA. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not intended for high, high schoolers could read it just fine. Right. Uh, but it's not intended for high schoolers necessarily. Right. Um, but that was Britt Marie was here. Uh, and again, I've also read a man called Uva and I'm just kind of curious if his other books also have this like quirky main character that, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's two now. Right. Uh, and I'm just wondering if that's kind of his writing style. Yeah. But anyways, 
Uh, we will listen to a quick book preview from a White House high school student, and then we'll pop back with what we're reading next before we sign off for Thanksgiving. Hello, my name is Peyton Walker, and today I'm going to be talking about Before I Do by Sophie Cousins. This book is about a love triangle between the main character or protagonist, whose name is Audrey. She's currently engaged and about to marry her fiancé, Josh. However, at the rehearsal dinner, she sees someone she met six years ago named Fred, who was a guest of Josh's sister. Previously to her relationship with Josh, Audrey fantasizes about Fred nearly every day. So as the wedding starts to have complications, Audrey really questions about her current relationship with Josh and her past or what could have been current relationship with Fred. Some of the main characters include Audrey, her mom, the three different stepfathers that she had over the six-year time period that the book takes place, Audrey's best friends Hillary and Claire, Audrey's fiancé Josh, his parents, his grandma, who's later named Granny Parker, his sister, whose name is Miranda, and her guest, or Audrey's what-if guy, Fred. Um, I'm going to be reading um, chapter four, which starts on page 27. Audrey turned around and walked straight back to the Red Lion Lou. She couldn't get out of there now, not until she had a moment to compose herself. How was he here? There were only two people invited to the wedding that Audrey hadn't met yet. One was a one-month-old baby, but what were the chances of the other one being the photo booth guy? If she had a feeling of itch about doubt before the wedding, then this guy showing up now felt like being showered in itch powder. She scratched again at the tight skin on her forearms, forearms just as there was a knock on the door. Ogs, is that you? Let me in, came Clara's hushed voice. Audrey opened the door just wide enough to pull her friend inside. Then she bolted it shut again. Why are you hiding in here? Miranda just arrived. Audrey's feeling the blood drain from her face. She gripped onto Clara's arm. She thought that she might convey the news physically rather than having to say it out loud. Miranda's date. He's my photo booth guy. Audrey sat down and closed the toilet seat and dropped her head between her knees. She suddenly felt dizzy. The walls closing in. No. Are you sure you're seeing things? It's him. You haven't met Miranda's boyfriend before, Clara said, slowly shaking her head. She looked uncharacteristically unnerved as she ruffled her neatly pinned hair upside the wall. He was a last-minute invite, Aubrey explained, sitting upright and then squeezing over the toilet seat lid to make room for Clara. Miranda rang us last week saying that she couldn't handle going to another wedding alone and that she could bring him as her plus one after all. She didn't even tell me his name. It can't be that serious, then, if he's so new to the scene. Clara muted. All right. So, I'm hopping back on the YA train here, uh, specifically in the, in the VSBA car. Uh, and picking up with my responsibility of the VSBA list. <laughs> About uh, time. And I will Just be kidding. reading. Well, listen. I'm kidding. Listen. I've been waiting. I've been promised a delivery of books with books in there that I really want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not here. It's waiting for Christmas. We'll see. There we go. You're more hopeful than me. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I'll be reading The Electric Kingdom by David Arnold. Uh, it's a dystopian YA on the VSBA list, and I haven't read a word, so that's all I've got. Nice. What are you reading? Okay, I'm reading The Last Words We Said. 
I don't know how to say this author's last name. It's Leah Shire. Shire? I'm not sure. It is realistic fiction. It is YA. And it is a group of four or five friends. And one has disappeared. And it's the other four navigating three or four. I can't remember. Um, navigating that loss. And so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, I needed heavy, something. Maybe. Yeah, I've had back to back fantasy. And I understand not that. Fi- so yep. it's time to I get, get back on the YA train. I get but, it. Um, it's time for us to check out. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BDP underscore library and share us with a friend. Don't forget to check back with us every other Wednesday for the next episode of Overdue. And happy Thanksgiving. Make time to read. Thanks for listening. Edited, sponsored, and produced by BDP Library at White House High School in White House, Tennessee. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BDP underscore library.